and welcome to Integrated Awakenings. And today we have a new episode on individuation. And it's me, Maria. Okay, let's go with the working metaphor. All right, so you're playing the violin in an orchestra. And yes, you could melt with the divine, with the symphony, with the union. You could identify yourself as a whole orchestra, right? But your body, vehicle, is operating only the violin. And sometimes you could zero in on the specific song you are playing, the specific melody you're playing on your violin, such that you could actually melt better. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the more mastery you have over your individual instrument, it makes you actually melt faster, better, gooder. (laughs) And that's the thing. That's the paradox. That's the paradox of the mastery of the self actually helps you. You know how... When you're new to a hobby and you kind of need to memorize uh, the basics, the choreography, or when you're driving, right? You're like figuring out, okay, uh, I need to pay attention to this, this, that. And then after some time, after you get a hang of things, you can kind of just zone out and then melt into the task you're doing which is driving or say you were learning cooking you just melt into the feeling of cooking you don't you don't check for burns anymore you don't check pantry you don't clean as you go anymore it it's all like this seamless mechanism that's happening for you and thus you could kind of just melt right you you have you you become this texture of just life and it's amazing right it's amazing now that's the thing that's the thing we have the taste of this kind of mastery plus union in our smaller activities because in a way they are simpler right if you look at you as a human being not as simple not as simple so when we're individuating and for this metaphor we're going for individuating is basically mastering your individual your individual life right mastering your individual life energy so that you could just zone out to all of life do you see do you see how i'm do you see how i'm gunning for this okay so you could just zone in to your to all of life when you master the smaller life that was given to you so let's make this simple i'm gonna give you these three things that usually people trip up on as they're trying to master the instrument of the self slash the individual all right all right okay let's start with number one number one has the energy of total loyalty to your instrument and not allowing other people to mess with your business. This is why a lot of people like that book, Art of Not Giving a Fuck, or even just sometimes you'd really know what your song is. But the thing is, somebody did something, somebody grated you the wrong way, somebody stuck their nose in your business, and somehow you messed up playing your own strings. You, you're, you're in a funk. You're, you're off your game. Your rhythm's bad because 
the configuration of how you could play your song was messed up. Because there's other energies that's not supposed to be there. So, for example, that other person plays trombone or maybe percussion. So how can they really dictate you as a violin, as a string instrument? Do you see what I'm saying? So this is really discernment of what is your business and what is not your business. Because the great thing about being in an orchestra is that everybody has different roles to play and different qualities and textures and energies, right? So if someone is fully entitled to be a bass drum or a bass guitar, you're fully entitled to be a violin. So this is where there's this whole thing of this is my responsibility that is yours. Now, I know that a lot of people can do a lot of external projection of, okay, it's your fault. This is what you're doing to me. This is their messing me up. And I understand, especially if you're younger and you're in a very vulnerable position, and, you know, if things changed rapidly, for example, I know that people's delineations of this can be not as elegant. You know, like we do our best with this. But this is the reason why we're talking about individuation. Are you holding your instrument? And do you feel fully responsible for it? That's the question. Because if the thing is, if you feel like somebody else says hands should be playing it, or you feel like you, you should be listening to the drum section to play your instrument, you're going to get messed up. You're going to get messed up. And it's just a question of, are you plugged on right? Do you feel like this is your instrument and this is mine? Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people who, if they've never been complimented in terms of, oh, I really appreciate that you exist. We need you. We need you in this life. I like that you're like that. I know that if you've never been deeply appreciated for your unique sound, your unique gifts and qualities, I know that this kind of self-possession and this self-ownership can be really, really hard. I really understand that. I really understand that if you're born in a family of very of a melody that is very dissonant from your song, it could be very 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 difficult to play with this. Yeah, but here's the thing, here's the catch. Here's the spiritual aspect of things. You are existentially life. And life doesn't really make mistakes it's just has this deep intelligence and it just goes so you need to trust even if you doubt that there is like this eternal wisdom or god you need to be curious 
See? See, it's not even... Okay, so trust for folks who've realized it and then who just need to sink their teeth deeper into it. But for folks who are skeptical, okay, be hella skeptic and be hella curious. What if, what if life needed me? Needed me in a way that it wouldn't invent me if there wasn't a place for me. Right? Now... Having that open question means that if life needed me, I need to be loyal to the aspect that was assigned to me. And that is the instrument that is given to me. Now, I know I've been using the violin metaphor, but that's also just your body, mental, emotional energy and, you know, subtle energy system. Yeah, your mind-body-soul complex. I'm just using the word violin much more, (laughs) much shorter, okay? But that's the thing. That's the thing. That's your instrument. That's your instrument. And don't you think if it was given so much intelligence that it had a point, that it had, it was fulfilling a certain role in the orchestra, right? So this fundamental belief of not being valued and that other people's business can mess with your business, these two things need to drop. They need to drop. I, if I could, I would ask you, I mean, I would ask you right now and then if you like it, you could do it. But you could write down that other people's capacities to meddle with what is deeply your life and then just burn it burn it burn it burn all the aspects of you that think that this should be other people's business no this is your business yeah and that any aspects of you that somehow believes that this is is not valuable also burn it lay to rest allow it to die Allow the concept and idea that somehow your ownership and that your value is somehow not there. I know that other people try to build self-worth and that have to, you know, they mantra this up, right? But this is less about... I know that this could be like a positive self-regard and it could be very expansive, But I just want to share that, at least for me, this is actually very sober, very heavy. Because it means that I am not moving from my rock. So for example, I have violin first chair. I am not moving from my chair. This is my spot. This was the spot assigned to me. So don't sit here. (laughs) It's my instrument. Don't, don't, Don't mess with my instrument. Do you see that? This applies to a lot of things. So, for example, health, education. So, if we always export it to the demigods of, say, pharmaceuticals or, say, our finances is always going to be dictated by our parents or by our partner or... If we always export that authority, like, to this daddy energy... (laughs) We're looking for like a parental energy to tell us what to do because we're so tired, right? But the thing is, if we always export this energy, 
how will we know our inner authority, our inner sovereignty? How will we ever act and play our own song properly if the author is gone? And I know that the author becomes gone when you melt into the orchestra, but you're not at the you're not at that level of mastery yet. You see what I'm saying? It's like telling a cook to intuitively cook ingredients, but you haven't even taught him how to hold a knife. Oh, just figure it out intuitively. Yo, there's like proper ways to hold the knife and to properly cut vegetables. <laughs> you get to like the level of intuition when there's a certain level of mastery. Do you see what I'm saying? It's it's I know I know that a lot of people who who might be espousing a lot of spirituality accounts might be talking about easing up on the ego, like, you know, gently holding it, not being so overprotective of it. But I have like a different offering. What if you master it so much that it disappears? (laughs) You know how, you know how, Okay, so I want to go back to the example of like that hobby thing. So for example, music, uh, music, right? Singing or dancing. You know how when you get so deep into your craft, so for example, dancing, that it doesn't become about dancing anymore. It just melts into life. That when you're moving, oh, this is beyond genre already. Oh, I'm not even dancing about me anymore. Oh, I'm just dancing is moving me or oh, life is dancing. Do you see how, like, when you get to, like, that deeper level of those practices, life loses its edges because your love and dedication to that craft just imploded, right? So, when enlightened masters talk about that hazy boundary thing of life imploding into just all of life, that's because they're coming from a certain level of mastery of their life energies that they could just let go all the time because they've got all those basic stuff such as cutting up the vegetables uh for example dancing keeping in time or having language you know vocabulary that they could just melt it just it just exhales out of them you see what i'm getting at okay so If you feel like you're using spirituality as a way to cop out of owning, 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 and holding, getting a grip of the mastery of your own life, I am sorry, that is not going to work for you. Because even dissolution is paradoxically through the path of also just holding things very sensibly. So I'm not telling you to grab your violin and be so possessive of it and like cling to it and be like, this is is the best instrument ever. Like, fuck all of you. I don't, mm," you you know, I'm not, I'm not asking you to cling to your individuality, your persona. I'm telling you to master the music of it. Master the music of it so deeply that it explodes you. Yeah. Okay. So. We did, we did one, which is don't mess with my business and then owning up that this is my thing, right? Now, I know that if you came from, I know that in the start, this could sound like, 
you'll play really bad music at first. It's kind of like when you're new at cooking. You'll make some bad dishes at first because you'll make like a lot of mistakes. You'll, you'll, you'll have thought experiments of, oh, maybe this would taste good. And then it doesn't. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to sound bad for a bit. As you're mastering your instrument, like your body device, be okay with like messing up. Think of the times that you've learned and fallen in love with any craft, with any de- sense of dedication. Weren't you happy that you made mistakes? Because, oh, that's what happens when I do that. Okay, let me try something else. Right? Do you see, do you see where I'm getting at? See, what I'm trying to evoke out of you is that you have already fallen lo- in love to a point of mastery and dedication to other aspects and disciplines of your life. We are only trying to espouse this kind of energy and this kind of essence, texture to the rest of your life. And not feel like that kind of masterful texture is not available to you in other parts of your life. So for example, uh, I feel like I tap that kind of energy in dancing. And then, okay, let's look at the parts of my life where I feel like it's a... (laughs) Where it's just bad music, right? Or it's just dissonance, right? And then you could look at, oh, maybe it's money. Maybe it's long-term planning. Okay, um, what if I was as enthused what if this was what if I was dancing with money? What if I was dancing with long-term planning? Okay, what are the genres of long-term planning? So here's the thing. When we when we allow that energy of mastery to bleed into other aspects of life, we allow our inner genius to spread. That's my tip too giving full license to your inner genius. So the thing is, the first times that you've ever tapped that kind of mastery, so for example, for me, movement and art, it's the reason why it was easier is either it's a recollection from like your other karmic lifetimes or it's just close to what your music sounds like. It's a close genre. You know what I mean? So for example... Uh, you're doing violin and then you picked up some Chopin and it's like, oh, it's a good violin piece, then, well, of course it's going to fit, right? So the reason why dancing was such a good fit for me because it involved dancing, it involved dancing with the body because I have a lot of, a lot of my natal placements are like very, it's body wisdom kind of thing. And then it involved the body, plus it involved music. I also have this astral slash human design placement that is attuned to sound. So especially if sound, like sound is a gateway of healing for me. So if you get the right mantra, if you get, if you transmit the right energy through talking, I can pick it up more than if it's a visual image. Yeah, yeah. So so you see how dancing for me was a good step into my own genius because it was close to my internal pattern. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to communicate with you. Those aspects of your life where you feel like, oh, I think I get it. Like, for example, oh, I get, I I easily fall into that kind of mastery when I write 
romance fiction. Or some people, it's like, oh, when I talk about business, because they're so comfortable with money and entrepreneurship. Or it could be, oh, when I study about gardening, you know, I just, I just love plants or even animals if they're into the farming of you know pigs chickens cutie pies these sorry goats are just really cute to me so (laughs) so do you see how this natural flirt towards that mastery wants to go to you right so i want you to hook into that mastery that genius and then just lavishly spread it towards the other stuff that is kind of like you know is is giving you dissonance so for me so for example can i dance with long-term planning what if my love for dance was so huge my love for music was so huge that it melts into me making music over the course of months and years because i could dream of long-term music and dance yeah so it becomes this whole it becomes this path of love in a way because it it's expansion rather than feeling like you need to start from scratch so i feel like a lot of people when they they're stuck or uh, they feel like they're starting over or they feel like uh, they're giving up or something or something didn't get the results you want, right? There's this dejectedness of like, oh, I made a mistake. And then sometimes you can beat yourself up for it in terms of like, oh, why did I, why did I make that deal? Why did I got betrayed with this thing? I didn't get the results that I want. And there's this thing where you go back to that time of genius slash mastery where you didn't care if you looked pathetic or you didn't get the result or you didn't do the thing quote-unquote correctly. You just had that hunger. You were just flinging yourself towards a certain direction, a certain kind of dissolution, right? So that's the thing. I don't... I mean, I guess to a degree you could process... But make sure you're still in your mojo. Make sure you're still playing your song. Maybe you could have this very gentle, slow, contemplative arc of what you're doing. But if you're not fully harnessing you, right? You're not even... Like, imagine if you just put down your violin, right? If you just didn't participate. That's not... That's not what's going to help you hear yourself. Yeah? 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 Because the thing is, I know that... I know that a lot of these concepts, at a certain degree, get very paradoxical, right? They tell you to let go of your identity, right? And then you're in union with the divine, with just love. But the thing is, if you there's a difference between putting your violin down and not wanting to participate with life energies versus if you've identified with the whole symphony while you're in trance with your violin and you 
lost yourself, quote unquote, into the union. It's different. It's different. And the thing is, some people, when they read that, feel like, oh, I'll just put my violin down. So again, not letting other people meddle with your business, showing up, clasping your instrument, actually participating in your life. And third, allowing your genius to sing through you. And a hint for that would be it already exists in some part of your life. Just translate it to these other parts. And here's the thing. Be willing to suck at it at first. Yeah. In the same way that you were so generous when you were starting out in these other things, you could be that generous with yourself as you're learning these other parts. But that's the thing. I want you to be very, very sober in terms of what are the things that usually trip you up, usually bring you out of flow, bring you out of resonance with your own song. And I want you to look at it dead in the eye and be like, I'm gonna learn you. Because I'm guessing you've tried to excise that out of your life. I mean, you could get help. So for example, you get a financial coach or you get a financial advisor. But but in the end of the day, it's you having ownership of the money flow in your life. Abundance. It's still your job. In the same way that if you have a fitness coach and like a doctor, they could advise you, but you're the one keeping yourself physically healthy. It's not them. Yeah, it's you. So that's my thing with the whole leaning into your genius and being very sober about the parts that wax you out of your genius, those parts then go away. And you exported it maybe to a degree, but ironically hugging it, ironically embracing into those parts of you that is tripping you up is actually what's going to smooth it out. Okay, so... Imagine there's this thing that that's been tripping you up. So for example, artists usually get tripped up with money because we live in a capitalist society where you know art is not as valued, right? But what if we're really sober? What if we're really sober? Even spiritual teachers get really sober and be like, "Dang, I don't live in other cultures that finance me the way I would prefer to be financed, so I need to charge, right? It's like, oh, eh, current environment suck right now, so I need to find a way to create stability, economic cash flow for myself if I really want to be loyal to my art baby, which is my discipline, right? And the thing is, you could bitch about it. You could shake your fists and be like, oh, I wish I was born in a different time and era. You know, you're funded by a Renaissance painter. Or if, for example, you're a spiritual teacher, you'd be like, oh, I wish I was like, like in Tibet or something. <laughs> or I wish I lived in the Sangha. <laughs> being an urban monk sucks. <laughs> you know, being a householder path sucks. So well, what, what I'm saying is that you could... You could totally just complain and like wish yourself somewhere else, but it doesn't make the problem go away. It it doesn't have that sobriety of, hmm, 
okay, maybe this is how I could get grips on this part of my instrument. Because, yeah, your body, mind, vehicle, soul, vehicle, yeah, has sustenance and materiality as part of its systems of function. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's all I have for individuation. I know I didn't talk about family a lot, or because I think a lot of people perceive this as a growing up, going, moving away from family kind of thing. But the thing is, individuation is really self-deep respect and ownership. And it happens on so many levels, like not just family, but also career, also people having opinions of you on the internet. So I think I wanted to approach it in a more general way and giving you a lot of uh, metaphors and examples and energies, really, because that's what I specialize on. Energies to transmute, translate, move this. Yes, yes. And I feel like most of the times that people sometimes just need the right angle to think about things and feel and live these things, that when they have that clear picture, things just start working better because it's just more sober, it's just a much more helpful image, and that is what I wanted to offer, and that's it. Thank you. Ciao. Oh, forward this to anybody who you think would benefit from it and like follow subscribe